Hi, and welcome to the Global Travel Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Collins, who, with my expert guests, will take you on a weekly journey to destinations around the globe, providing travel inspiration, itinerary ideas, practical tips, and more to help you plan your next travel adventure. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Global Travel Planning Podcast. This week I'm joined by my husband Doug. Hello. Um, to talk about our experience of like locals. So if you listen to episode 11 of the podcast two weeks ago, this is kind of the follow on episode because we are actually going to talk about how we found those experiences, how we immersed ourselves in the culture of Vietnam and Cambodia through those experiences with like local. So we're going to talk about the three experiences that we had. I will full disclosure is that we were guests of like local, but our viewpoints are totally our own. Most certainly. Absolutely. So three experiences that we had, the three opportunities, I think I want to use the word opportunities, the three opportunities that we had to actually meet the locals. One was in Vietnam in Ho Chi Minh City, where we met Kim Ho and her family. The second one was in Siem Reap in Cambodia, where we met a silk weaver and her family. And the third was again in Siem Reap in Cambodia, where we were invited to attend a wedding. So you've got three kind of very different opportunities Two of those involved dinner at a house with a local, and the third one was obviously a, a group gathering and celebration of a wedding. So we will talk about each of those three experiences, opportunities, just to kind of share, I guess, how we found it and just actually how amazing and privileged we felt to be able to do it. We certainly did, yeah. And part of our extended travels, it certainly enriched every experience we had in every country. Absolutely. So honestly, I would highly recommend that you get on the Like Local website, have a look through if you're going to be in a country that they operate in at the moment or in the future, meet a local through through their opportunities and experiences that they have on the website, because uh, you will not regret it. You will actually right. come away far more enriched than you would if you just do the touristy stuff. So you know, look for something a little bit more enriching, and that's what it gives you the opportunity to do. Okay, so the first opportunity we had was in Vietnam when we were able to meet Kim Ho and her family. So once it had all been organised, we grabbed a, a taxi from our hotel to Kim Ho's house. The taxi dropped us off and we were met by the most incredible, welcoming family. We met Kim's dad first, didn't we? We did, yes. Who took us to their home and introduced us to Kim. Yes. And again smiley happy faces you know, yeah really happy to see us and yeah. it was really welcoming as well um and then obviously like so kim hood introduced us to her family so we met her grandmother i met her grandmother that was that was very enjoyable i thoroughly enjoyed that to meeting kim's grandma who again we couldn't understand a single word <laughs> each other said but with a handshake and you know, smiles smile, and nod, yeah, just yeah. goes a long way. Yeah. And obviously, you know, to we we were welcomed into their home. We were welcomed into the kitchen because Doug Doug took, did some cooking, which I'll <laughs> talk about in a second. Because so once Kim Ho had kind of introduced us to her family, and we talked about what she did, and she, we, we were sitting in the living room, and Kim said, "Oh, my mum's waiting for you to go into the kitchen, Tracy." And I was like, "Well, I I don't cook. Doug does the cooking." So at that point. I, I sort of took over, not knowing what I was doing. <laughs> and Kim's mum couldn't really explain very easily what she wanted me to do, but we got there. Yeah. And I helped out with uh, plenty of videos and photos being taken by Kim's mum. 
really. <laughs> yeah, she loved the fact that Doug was in the kitchen. It, it's not usual in Vietnamese society that the man would be doing any cooking. So obviously... So we were led to believe, that's yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's, so Doug was in the kitchen, and so she was taking lots of photos, lots of videos, sending them all to her relatives and her friends and her sisters, saying, look, I've got this guy, I've got this guy in my kitchen, and he's doing all the cooking. And she was directing you, wasn't she? She was, yeah. yeah. It's just incredible. It was just, it was just such fun. It yeah, was. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And yeah, so we did that. And then we met Kim, her sister. And then her sister went to meet her daughter. And then we had a little bit of FaceTime talking to them. Right. And then when the food was ready, we went and sat on the floor in the in the living area and then we're joined by Kim Ho's mom who brought the food through with Kim and then and then her dad and then we were able to chat about our lives really because Kim Ho's parents are the same age as myself and Doug so in in the 50s they've been married for I don't know like 30 years I think it was it was a long long time and we were just talking about what it is we do and what our lives are like, yeah, you know, right. and that was via Kim because Kim speaks English. So Kim here was able to do that kind of translation. That's right. We're talking about the, the, the similarities and differences in, you know, countries and daily lives and, you know, little things that we all take for granted in any country and how different we do things. Yeah, and it was great. And I'll always just remember all of us kind of sat there, cross-legged on the floor, laughing chatting, taking photographs, enjoying the food, yeah. which was very different. I should say something yeah. about the food, not just because I was involved with the cooking of it, but the taste and the flavours and the, the aromas was just absolutely unbelievable. Such lovely food. It was amazing. Yeah, you really, really enjoyed that, I didn't really you? Did. I'm not very good with chopsticks, though. No, but they did they did help and kind of give us some instructions. And, and Yeah, but it was just really comfortable and really relaxed. It was comfortable. That's a good word to describe, I think, yes. Yeah, really yeah. relaxed atmosphere. And we could talk about because there was pictures of their granddaughter on the wall and we're talking oh, about because at the moment we haven't, we haven't got grandkids, so we're kind of talking about that. And, yeah, yeah so it was, it was lovely, really natural. And then afterwards, Kim Ho and her dad took us to the community hall. So... We were able to see that and have a look around that, weren't we? We were, and that was a privilege to be able to walk around there. And they shared the stories and they shared about everything that was on display and the, the historical significance of that area. Yeah, it was really good. And then and then it was really funny because then Kim Ho's mum hopped on a scooter and she went off to see her family and take a, take a phone and I think showed them all the videos <laughs> of, of what had been happening. And I know she, she was hoping that we'd be there when she got back. We didn't. We, we went back to the hotel, but I think she was hoping that we would still be there when she got back. In fact, she wanted us to go with her to have coffee, didn't she, with all sure. the family. Um, so, it, you know, it was it was amazing. And honestly, if... If and when, well, I'm sure we'll be back in Ho Chi Minh City at some point. Uh, you know, we will definitely look up Kim Ho and her family, won't we? Like we're such a lot in common. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, and sharing the photographs afterwards. So that was really good. And as I say, I think we were probably there about two hours. We got the taxi there, and then Kim Ho then she she called an, an Uber to take us back to the hotel. Yeah. So that was very easy. It was probably a part of town that we wouldn't have gone to if we hadn't been going to see Kim and her family because we kind of had stayed around the hotel area and probably not gone over because Ho Chi Minh City is huge, not gone to that area. So that was really good as well. Obviously, we were a bit, people kind of were, they were staring at us a bit when we first got there because I think they were thinking, what, what, what are these tourists doing around these streets? Which was quite interesting, especially as well when we're sitting having dinner and a lot of people walking down the, the kind of alleyways and people in weren't there and kind of like oh what's going on here so there's a lot of interest so that that was really cool and i really enjoyed that um we loved it we, we really did. really loved it, it was and, relaxing as yeah. well it was very relaxing 
So that was our first experience. And and because we'd been in Vietnam by that point for nearly three weeks and actually not had this opportunity, I had been unwell. So, so I had kind of experienced the hospital system, but hadn't experienced anything outside kind of the, the organized tours or the hotel. And I often wonder, you know, when I check in or when, when I'm having a meal, I kind of wonder what it's like when the people that are you know, work in a hotel, what it's like when they go home? Yeah. What are their homes like? What are, What is the food like that they eat? And so that gave us a kind of Great glimpse insight. into that, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so our second opportunity was in Cambodia, near Siem Reap. So very kindly, all this had been organized through like local. And also we had a, a driver guide, Lieb, who was amazing. So if you need a, a guide with a tuk-tuk, in Siem Reap, Lieb is your guide, uh, and I will put his his details into the show notes so you can contact him because he was brilliant. And he, he basically, we, we just had Lieb for about three days okay. taking yeah. us around, which was fabulous. So uh, thanks very much to Like Local as well because they had the contact with Lieb and were able to put us in touch. So the first opportunity we had when we were in Cambodia was to meet a silk weaver and go to a silk weaver's home. So again, this was actually outside of Seam Reap. So it took probably about 40 minutes, I would say, in the tuk-tuk. Lee picked us up and, and off we went. So by the time we got there, it was it was dark. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, so we were welcomed into the kind of outside area of the house where the, where the weaver had... She had a loom, didn't she? she and did. I feel really bad because I can't remember her name and I should have written that down. But we were introduced and she basically spent quite a bit of time showing us how to weave. <laughs> she did, yeah. I mean, it was so intricate and so well organised, the whole home industry. And she explained to us in detail how the business worked, not just how the business worked, but actually physically how the loom works. Yeah. And guess who had to go? Well, yes, you had to have a go, which is great because that was yeah. encouraging. She, honestly, she she made it look so easy. Oh, we're not kidding. And I have to say it's much harder than it actually looks because you need unbelievable coordination, which I didn't seem to have. <laughs> so it was great. And then uh, her husband came out and uh, so we, 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 myself and you, we both had a go and, and found it incredibly difficult to do. Whereas, um, you know, she just had done it. And she was so fast with yeah. this, with the weaving and this kind of, I don't even know what the things are called, like the bobbin thing. Mm, that Shuttle. Shuttle, that's it. Yeah. it. It was incredible. And they were very keen for us to have a go, yeah. try it out. You know, and and Anna was kind of answering questions about how it worked through Lieb because uh, because the English was was probably about the same level as as our command, not great. So Lieb was brilliant, so he, he could do all the other translating. And Lieb was enjoying it as well because I think he was learning exactly how it works as well. Yeah. And what we we're both very conscious of this is their industry, and they, you know it was great to have a go, but I didn't want to do any damage to the loom. Yes, that's it. Or, or yeah, or all the silk that she'd already weaved and, and how it worked. But, and then it was really nice as well because like loads of the kids from the whole area seemed to descend and they wanted to practice their English. So they were popping up and saying hello. And, and so that was really cool as well. And you met again, I think it, one of the older members of the community. That's right. Yes. I, I said hello and. Yeah, it came out obviously because they were interested to, to find out about us, where we were from, what we did, how we were enjoying our time in Cambodia, and just kind of just reflect on the differences and similarities between our lives. And and then again, we also had dinner there, which was which was great. The food was amazing. It really was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was just lovely because it's a really relaxing time. You know, had a beer, 
try the food, enjoy the food, enjoy the company, just have the conversations, which you think if you, you know, you sort of think, well, hang on a second, you know, we've got two sets of people that don't speak each other's language, but honestly, it's amazing what how you can get, get on and get by. Yeah, that's right. You know, we did use, I have got a Google Translate app, which did help. And obviously we had Leap with us again. You could explain some of the more finer points and more technical things that were difficult to kind of explain, convey, I think. Yeah, right, convey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was really good. So I think we were there again for about two hours. Yeah. And I should say Leap was very, very patient as well. Yeah, was, yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, so that was really interesting, just interesting to see you know, how like they had built the loom themselves, right. set it up and and basically that, you know, and I now and I think now it's funny, it's I think I think at the time I think I can imagine them sitting there and I can imagine her sitting doing her loom and they've got like a little shop outside the house and people were popping by to, to buy little packets of things and it was really a real social hub, wasn't it? That is was the shop shop was a, a social hub and a gathering point for everybody walking past to say hello and yeah. But again, really welcoming. And, you know, if we just stayed in Seam Reap at the hotel, even just walked around, we would never have had this opportunity. Not never, no. ever in a million years would we have would be, been able to, to have had the conversations and sat and enjoyed the, the meal that we did. So, again, that was a fantastic, really, really lovely experience. It certainly was. It certainly enriched our, our trip to Cambodia. Oh, 100%. So the third experience we were lucky enough to have the opportunity to do while we were in uh, Siem Reap uh, in Cambodia was to attend a wedding. Now, I, you know, going to a gathering of a lot of people might seem, sounds a little bit intimidating, I guess. And I must admit, I was a little bit nervous about going because obviously this was a lot of people gathering. We went to a, a village where everybody knows everybody else and nobody knew us. And we kind of, you know, walked in. Self-conscious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of people kind of turned around and looked and went like, "Whoa, who are these people?" <laughs> but again, well, we had Lee with us, which was fantastic. But again, absolutely incredible. I did not know how weddings were organised in Cambodia. I did not know. Basically, this I think this was a day three of the third day of the celebrations, and at this point, this was everybody in the village had been invited, and then they were uh, served a meal, and then there was dancing and music. So, you know, once we'd met the bride and groom and the respective families, we went and sat down, didn't we? We did. And one by one, not literally everybody, but so many people walked over to say hello, shake our hands, offer us a drink and just do the best to sort of make, make us feel welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And then I did get up because Libra's like, go and, go and have a walk around and, you know, have a chat with people. So I got up and headed over to where all the food was being prepared. There was so much food. I can't tell you how much food and these massive great big pots were being prepared. Yeah. And there were so many courses, weren't there? There was. But so many people were mucking in to help, weren't they? Yeah. You know, the children were helping bring you know, food to the tables and take empty plates away and bring drinks to the table. You know, it was just everybody was just so engaged with everybody else. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's like everybody, we, we ended up with people sitting at our table, so we were talking to them. And then I know the guy that sat next to you, Doug, was always doing cheers, so he was yeah. doing cheers every time. <laughs> everybody was, you know, every, every time I had a drink, it was cheers, and everybody was you know, clinking the glasses yeah. and the music, and the guy in the table next to us was standing dancing all the time, and then he came over to say hello, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. So it, it was just incredible, that happy mood, just the environment, seeing the food being cooked, the food being served up. 
up. Everybody was enjoying the food. It was, and I, to be honest, I was watching the other people on the table to see how they ate the food in terms of did they use the chopsticks? How what with how did they what sauces did they dip it into? So I could kind of get an idea of. So I didn't feel like I made too too many faux pas. <laughs> no, 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 no. But also, it was in, like just it's things that stick in your mind from that as well. It's you know we're out in the quite far out from Seam Reap, so that to keep things cold, there was uh, all the drinks. There was massive, 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 big. I don't know what you call them, like skip-sized things of like with full of ice, weren't there? There was that's like right. huge, great, big, massive like containers. I don't know how to describe it. Be yeah. like a big and and just full of ice and big blocks of ice. So the waiters would bring ice to the table uh, and then put it in your drinks because obviously things are warm. It, it was yeah. it was warm, wasn't it? Yeah. And and the food itself again as before, the, the different types of food, the different smells, the different flavors was just not overwhelming, but Ah, oh, just so tasty. Yeah. And then we tried the different drinks. So the couple of the drinks I wasn't so keen on. So I think I kept trying to have the lychee one. Mm. But again, just tasting it and trying, trying it out. It, trying and and people were like a, encouraging it to try it and see what you liked. Mm. But honestly, we, we never left one of the one of the experiences, one of the times we were spent with a family, whether it was at the wedding or at home, did we ever feel um, hungry? <laughs> Certainly not. No, always made to feel 100% welcome as well at the same time. Yeah, so it was, it, it was lovely to watch people arriving at the wedding celebration as well and chatting to everybody else and just that whole kind of family. And there must have been, I don't know how many people was reckon there, 100? 100, 100 people, yeah. 150 people, maybe even maybe even more actually. And there was the music was going. So I've got lots, of, I have got lots of photos of all of these times that we spent in Cambodia and in Vietnam. So I will put them in with the show notes. I'll put some of the pictures in because they were incredible. And also I will put some onto our Instagram at Global Travel Planning as well. So if you want to have a look at some of those pictures, do pop over and have a look because it was just, we loved that, didn't we? We did. It's, it's just such lovely memory making experiences. And just something that you would never, you know, and I know I've spoken to a lot of people and said, you know, we went to a wedding in Cambodia and people were like, how did you, how did you manage to go to a wedding? Did you know the people we invited? And it was like, well, we were kind of were invited, but it was through like local because, you know, the, the local people in Cambodia could, could say they wanted to host people. And obviously it's a benefit for them as well because they can earn money. These, you know, it's for them to invite us for dinner or to the wedding. It's a great way of them basically being able to take part in the tourist industry in their country and earn some money from it rather than it just being the big tour companies or the big hotels or whatever that actually you know the locals in a little village can earn some money from sharing their lives and obviously they also want to learn about our lives as well curious as to what the life's like in different countries yeah so just a really really incredible experience Oh, most certainly. I can only thank Like Local for letting us experience this this whole thing. It was just been magnificent. It was fantastic, really. So, uh, really, uh, again, I'm going to share in the show notes for this episode. So this is episode twelve of Global Travel Plan Podcast. I am going to share a link to Like Local to the website. I'm going to share some photos. I will actually share a link to the different experiences that we had in both Vietnam and Cambodia, if you particularly want those. But honestly, there's so many available. So I know that they're growing and expanding. There's new things coming on all the time that you could take part in and enjoy. And I know, like Vogue said in the last episode, you know, he wants people to, you know, to experience that with a local in their home 
or a family gathering, the arts and crafts scenes in the different countries. So there's so many different opportunities. And really, you know, can you say that you've actually visited a country and experienced a country if you haven't spent some time with the locals? That's a good point, yes. That's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to tune in in two weeks' time for our next episode. You can find everything in the show notes at tracystravelsintime.com forward slash episode 12. That just leaves me to say until the next episode, happy global global travel travel planning. planning.